Hello and welcome to another episode of the Coaching Confidence Podcast. My name is David Bertelsall and today I've got a very special guest. Um, honestly, fantastic lady. has been through a lot in life and is now using that experience to help other people. Um, you know, a multi-million dollar business owner, New York Times, twice best-selling books and also has a beautiful family too. So kind of has it all or has she? That's what we're going to talk about today, understanding the parts of Christy Whitman's life and what journey she's been through to get up to where she is now and what she's going to be doing moving forward. So Christy, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast. How are you? I am awesome and I'm so grateful to be here with you, David. Thank you so much for having me. You are very, very welcome. It's great to speak to you. Um, so with that kind of intro that I just gave you, it seems like um, you could be described as the person that has it all. This is something I've, I've read on your website as well, that people have kind of described you as that. But as I have found out a lot in life, what appears isn't always the same as what's underneath it. And we all kind of go through times of struggle and journeys to get to where we are. So do you think you could tell us a little bit about your journey and where you've been in order to get to the place right now? Absolutely. You know, and, and I wrote the book, the art of having it all. And I just want to say that having it all is a very different experience for every single different person. We all, someone might look at my life and go, oh, I don't want that. Right? Or someone might look at somebody else's life and say, yeah, that looks like having it all. So we all have to define what having it all is for us. And as long as we are looking at all different aspects of our lives, whether it's our careers and our finances and our relationships and our health with our body and the other things that are experience of travel and time and money, freedom and those type of things, and we decide what having it all would be in all of those aspects, then we get to create it as we want it. If there's no definition of, oh, because she's got 2.5 kids and this and that, that's having it all. So I just wanted to say that out front, that it's like, I have my own having it all. And I have had in the last 25 years that I've done inner work, I've had variations of having it all, but I wasn't always happy. So like, like you said, the things that I manifested or attracted or accomplished might look good on the outside, but I was feeling empty on the inside and was still feeling negative and was still feeling like I wasn't good enough or I didn't accomplish enough. And I found myself in that same situation about 25 years ago. I was living in Chicago. I was um, living with my best, fr best friend in a brownstone. I had a great career. I had money, health in my body. I was having the time of my life. And yet in those quiet moments, I really wasn't happy. I felt very unfulfilled. And it was very much like, is this it? Is, it, is this all there is? And when I started seeking to understand more and to try to find more fulfillment, that's when I found you know, like universal laws and meditation and really being able to practice with energy and becoming an energy master. So for me, it, it was understanding that even though I had the things that I wanted, I still felt unfulfilled. And that was coming from a perspective that I was still stuck in not enoughness. And my mind was looking for what's wrong and bad instead of what's right and good. That sounds like what so many people go through 
because it kind of seems that a lot of us operate on that same mindset of thinking i want more i want more i want more i mean most of us live in a capitalist society where that's kind of driven into you from a very early age to always be looking for more and then you know now we've got this instant life of amazon prime and everything on demand and everything can be delivered to your house it almost reinforces that you can always have more so it seems to me that it is maybe more difficult now to search for accepting having less than it might have been previously now that we live in such an on-demand society what do you think about that well, it isn't. Yeah, it is interesting because when you look at one of the universal laws, like the law of sufficiency and abundance, if you if you look at it as like a spectrum, on one side of the spectrum you've got lack, you've got limitation, not enoughness, you know, struggle, um, that sort of thing, and then on the other side you have abundance, the fulfillment of something, and there's that tipping point in the middle of being content, being satisfied, having being sufficient with what is, really looking for the positive aspects. And the best way to be and the best way to create your life and what I have found for myself and clients over the years that I've coached is that when you can be in any given subject in your life, if you could at least be in the space of this is enough, I'm content, I have enough, I'm okay with this. These are the positive, these are the positive aspects. I appreciate I have gratitude for where I am. And then getting excited for more. You know, still being able to, we, we are co-creating with a creator. We're living, breathing the divine in us that likes to create. We are creative beings. We like to put our hands in the clay and mold things. And, and we like to write books and, you know, create music and create artwork and, you know, create ideas of going on different places to travel and adventure. We love to move forward and we, and we cannot not do that because we have energy flowing through us that loves to do that. But the place to do that, most people are in, I'm dissatisfied with this, so I want this instead. I'm dissatisfied with this, so this is a thing that I think I'm going to be fulfilled with if I have it. And that's the wrong place to come from because if you're coming from a place of this is not enough, I'm not enough, I don't have enough, then you're in lack and anything you create from that place and that perspective of lack will continue to leave you unfulfilled because you're not coming from a place of satisfaction. Come from a place of satisfaction and then look forward to what's coming. And it's a very different experience. How do you how do you go from being the former into the latter? Right? If you are coming from a place of lack and you struggle to be grateful for what you have, and you're always seeking to get more. How does that, how do you change that mindset? Well, it, you just said it perfectly. It is a mindset. It's a thought. Thoughts can be changed. Words can, the words that we say are, are huge. I mean, in the beginning, there was the word, the words and phrases that we say affect our energy and it affects what we create. The thoughts that we think when we think a thought over and over again, that creates a belief and we create from our beliefs. So it really is up to us. And what, 25 years ago, when I sat in front of my meditation teacher and she told me that you create your own reality. And I, I just knew that to be true. I'd never heard that before. It wasn't like we had the internet or all these books at our fingertips. I knew that to be true. And then my mind went into, well, how? And then she said to me, well, you're either repelling things from you or attracting things to you based on the way you think. 
And I thought, wait, I think, I mean, I know I can change my mind. I don't want to go here. I do want to go there. But to change my thought about a situation or a relationship or a person, could I do that? Because I'm observing how this person is reacting. I have an opinion of it. That's my opinion. I can't change my thought about it, but we actually can. So no matter what we're perceiving that we are lacking in our lives, whether it's money, support, love, whatever it is, we can start to shift our perspective by changing our words about it, by changing our thoughts about it. And when we do, we actually start to feel better. We actually start to get into alignment of that place of satisfaction. For example, if you're, you know, right now with everything happening with COVID, if someone is saying, oh my gosh, I miss this. I miss going to restaurants. I miss getting a pedicure. I miss going on dates. I miss going to sporting events. I miss going to concerts. If you're saying, I miss, I miss, I miss, it's keeping you pulled in what you're lacking instead of shifting your thoughts to what you're looking forward to. So I am so looking forward to going to that concert. I'm so looking forward to when restaurants open up. I'm so looking forward to being able to have lunch with my friends or going to a sporting event or watching my kids. It's a very different energy vibration. And so we have to pay attention to what are the words that we're saying What are the thoughts that we're thinking? Because if we keep saying things like, well, the problem is, and then focus on the problem, that's where our energy is. It's like law of attraction. What you put your focus on, it expands in your life. And if you start to shift the perspective, not everything is all bad. Not everything is all good. It's polarity. We have spectrum. But if you start looking for the positive aspects of things, you'll be able to start, you'll find them. You, you, find what you look for is if you've ever yeah. had the experience right of of you break up with a, a a girl or a guy or whatever and they drive a red toyota right all of a sudden you break up with that person and what do you see red toyotas everywhere right <laughs> right it, means yeah, it, it reminds you of what it was and there's a trigger in your brain you see it all the time yeah, I, I know. I used to get that when I'd, I'd first hear a song. When my brain first recognized a song on the radio, I would then start to hear that song everywhere. And I'd be like, oh my God, how did I? Was that the first time I heard it? Is that the first time it was played? And actually, it's more than likely it had been played a lot. I just never heard it and never paid any attention to it until it was something I was paying attention to. And then it was all over the place. So right. it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Exactly. So when you realize that your thoughts and your energy around those thoughts and your beliefs about the search situation could be, you know, money, finances have been thinking the same thing that's been creating the same result. It's us up to us that has to deliberately create the different thought and a different vibration around it in order to change the outer because it is a spiritual truth as within, so without. So if we want things in our outer situation to change, we have to first feel differently inside. And we have to, the only things that we in our free, you know, we all have free will. The only things that we actually do have control over is what do we say? What words are we choosing this to express? What thoughts are we thinking? What beliefs or perspectives do we hold? What emotions do we feel or suppress? And what actions are we taking? These are the things that we control. And we can't control without other people's consciousness. We can't control the government. We can't control a lot of other things that are outside of us. But if you're focused on lack, you're going to feel bad. 
because lack always feels bad to an expanded being. And we are expanded beings. If, if you're thinking thoughts of contentment or better appreciation, gratitude, then you're going to be in a space of abundance and then you're going to feel good. Abundance always feels good. Lack always feels bad. Mm, I like that a lot. Um, you, you mentioned earlier, you were talking about um, kind of missing, when, like in the current situation, you know, you could think about it as, uh, I, I miss not being able to go to a restaurant. I miss not being able to go to a festival. I miss this, I miss that. Um, and on the flip side, you can think of it as, oh, I'm really looking forward to when we can go back to doing this. And it's almost like there is a difference in, time perspective on this you're thinking about the past and dwelling on what was um which tends to bring about negative and then focusing on the future and what can be and that's usually more hopeful is that something that you come across quite often absolutely i mean everything's perspective and where we choose to put our focus and attention that's how we're it, it it creates our beliefs. It creates our focus. It creates everything. It creates our emotions about it. And we're the ones that have that focus or not. So, you know, there's a law, law of deliberate creation that we can just observe something and react to it and feel fear about it or feel anxious about it or feel excited about it. We choose how we want to feel. And when we are choosing the thoughts that we want to think and the emotions that we want to feel, we're then changing our vibration. And that vibration goes out into the universe and collects things of evidence to bring us more of the same. And when you say vibration, what what do you literally mean by that? Well, let's let's back up. So we know now from quantum physics and from modern science that everything is energy. Everything. Like even yeah. us right? We are energy. Well, all energy carries a vibration. And that vibration, it could be either high or it could be low. Those vibrations are communication that goes out to the universe and then collects more vibrations, matches up, resonates with more vibrations that are like it, like attracts like. And so all vibration, you can call it frequency, emotions have an emotional spectrum. It's kind of like if you were to look at a piano keyboard, right? You've got high, high notes, you've got low, low notes. Well, different emotions and different mental states are based on if they're high or low. So for example, joy, freedom, love, appreciation, any of those thoughts, perspectives, emotions are one of the highest vibrations in the universe, They're the highest energetic frequency tonality in the universe. And on the other end of the spectrum, fear, grief, powerlessness, those are of the lowest vibrations in the universe. So they're very like, it's like um, if you were going to listen to music, right? Or a sound wave, the sound wave is very low and slow as opposed to being high and fast, right? It's so we kind of understand that from music, well, it's the same thing with energy. So when we are around people that are experiencing a lot of fear and we're with them, we ourselves pick up on that fear energy and we can then start to feel fear ourselves or it could trigger fear within us. 
But if we're around people that are really happy and joyful and positive and, you know, have a really good attitude and are just in this place of appreciation, we feel ourselves being uplifted because that vibration is we're being influenced by that vibration. Right. If you ever walked into a room and it's like, oh, everybody's so happy here. I feel so good. This is so great. Or, mm-hmm. you know, walk into a funeral and that's it's not the same thing. Right. The energy is very low. It's very dense. That's vibration. Yeah. Okay. I completely understand what you're saying because you can pick up on people's energy, let's call it energy, um, before they've even spoken. And you can kind of get that sense of where someone's at before you've even heard them talk. And that is something which I, I think like a lot of people, myself included, when I was younger, I didn't really know exactly what that was, what it is. And you could just kind of get a vibe and vibe what I now know is short for vibration and it is the energy and it's how things move. And even when, you know, scientists talk about atoms and they, they get excited and that's when they start moving more and they actually use the term excited as the, um, the atoms and the, and the molecules get more energy before rising to a higher state, which is um, very interesting how we as beings can um also have that same thing going on um i i've had a little you know checked you out looked up your website in a lot of detail and there's some very interesting terminology which you use which is slightly different to how i normally talk and i wanted to kind of ask you a little bit about it because um i know that when uh people listen and, and think about um life skills and about the more deeper more meaningful things it, sometimes it i don't truly understand it and i need to try and get a, a layman's term equivalent because i'm a bit <laughs> thick and i think that it's good to be able to understand everything so um one thing i wrote down is that is um you don't have to suffer your des- your divine design is not made for this through every um through every healing and spiritual cleansing you can leave this limited perspective behind so what do you okay first off divine design i'm assuming is this a a religious connotation this this something that's really important no okay no yeah it's it's definitely not religion it's spiritual it's it's or you want to think of it as this it's energetic Right. So let's, let's, instead of, let's, instead of talking about religion or spirituality, let's just talk about energetics. Energetically, when the divine mind, when all that is, was creating all of us, we were designed to have, to thrive and feel good into all aspects of our life. And that means to have health and well being. If you look at your body, right? If you scrape your arm, what happens? Your body naturally knows how to heal itself. You don't have to do anything to it. It forms a scab, and depending on how deep the, the cut is, it, it will heal itself, right? When you, when you get back into alignment, what I mean by alignment is your thoughts are on well being, your thoughts are on feeling good, your emotions are feeling good, like you are in alignment being in the place of understanding that total health is your divine birth rate, which it is, then that's part of your divine design. So we're designed to be healthy. We are designed to be abundant. I mean, when you think about it, our physical bodies have trillions of cells. 
in our physical, like in our human mind, we can't even conceptualize what trillions of cells even is, but it's trillions of cells. And all of them have the capability when we're in alignment, we're not talking against ourselves or we're holding on to resentments or hurts or any of these things. When we're feeling good in our body, these trillions of cells thrive and they create new cells and, and, you know, they know exactly what to do to stay in equilibrium and to stay in a place of well-being. So those abundance of cells, we are also programmed to be abundant. Look at the universe that we're in. If you look at the sky at night, there are, I mean, so many stars, you can't even count them. You know, if you go to the desert, go to the Sahara Desert, try to count how many grains of sand there are, or go to the ocean, you can't count how many waves or how many gallons of water, (laughs) right? If you were going to go outside in my yard, there's grass, right? You can't sit there and count the amount of blades of grass or the amount of leaves that are on the tree it's ridiculous that it's too many. like a terrible punishment for your kids go count the grass <laughs> i'm so gonna try that with my kids next time no i'm kidding <laughs> that's their punishment they're gonna have to go count the blades of grass that's funny <laughs> but it's like, I mean, we just can't even count it. It's so abundant. And so are we. And that's the nature of our reality. And when we believe in lack, that there's not enough, that we have to fight for our share, that, you know, that we're not, we don't have what it takes to succeed in you know, all of these things. These were imprints. These are beliefs. These are worries and fears and things that our parents and teachers and everybody that, that imprinted us. These are, it's not only that, it's also based on life experiences. So let's just talk about what's an imprint. You think about it. You come into this world, you're more love and energy than anything. And you're going through your life experience and your brother or your sister gets something and you don't, and you're like, oh, that's not fair, right? So now yeah. you've made a decision that's not fair. He, Mom loves him more than he loves me. That It's not fair. He gets more than I get. So now you kind of create this victim mentality that I don't get what I want. He gets what he wants. And that forms an imprint. It forms a a belief. It forms a thought. And you see that now more evidence of it because now the, maybe the next time he gets something else and you're like, again, it's not fair. So it's reinforcing. So now this imprint of it's not fair. Now you'll attract something else where you'll look at it and go, see, life isn't fair. Now you're an adult, mm-hmm. you're going for a promotion, you're doing your best. And the next guy next to you gets the promotion and their influences or, or solidifies your belief that it's just not fair. Yeah, I completely see that. The I I you know the more I look at things, the more I recognize that the things that happen in childhood, they they really do have big impacts on the rest of your life. But something like that, that prime example you gave, like how do we even go about changing that or ha- like what is the solution to that if you are a child that has felt like they've been wronged or hard done by? And they've carried that forward through many, many years and repeated on it and ingrained it. Like, what is the solution? Is there a a way that we can 
as a country or as a world raise children differently to have Absolutely. a more open-minded approach? What, what, how yes. would you do that? It's understanding that everything is energy. I'll give you a real life scenario. Um, through this whole COVID thing, obviously my husband is helping the kids with, with I'm, I'm working and he's helping the kids with schoolwork. And my son, my oldest son, Alex, um, one night I was, you know, tickling his back and, and, you know, tucking him in, cuddling him before bedtime. And I said, do you know how loved you are? And he said, by you. And I said, what does that mean? And he goes, I don't think daddy loves me. And I said, why do you say that? And he goes, because he's so hard on me when I'm doing my schoolwork. And I said, well, he's not hard on you. He just wants you to think for yourself and for not for you to look at him for all the answers because he knows how intelligent you are. And I said, but, and he does that because he loves you. He does that because he wants you to continue to stretch your brain instead of just giving you the answers. And I said, think about this. Think of all the meals that he cooks for you that are really well balanced and nutrition, full of nutrition. And, you know, some of the surprises that he brings you to different places that you like. Think of all the times that he takes you to your soccer tournaments and is always there watching all of your games. Think of all the times that he tucks you in and tells you how proud of, of you he is and, and how much he loves you. And think of all the times that he takes you to see your friends and goes to birthday parties with you. Think of all of these things that he does for you. And he goes, yeah, you're right. He really does love me. But a child, if we hadn't had that discussion, Alex being, you know, at that point, he was still 10, he just turned 11. But if he would have made that decision that my mom loves me, my dad doesn't, that would then change this relationship with his dad and possibly other men or, you know, other scenarios. Maybe now like later down the road, he has a boss and the, the guy, the boss is a, a man. And now, you know, men don't, men don't like me. Right. So it's changing the energy of it. It's looking for when you're a child and you're getting imprinted with all these different things, uh, let's take money, for example, you see your parents fighting about money. And every time they fight, it's always about money or paying the bills. Now you're going to have this bad relationship with money. You're going to have this bad idea about money and what they say in front of you or what you hear behind the closed door that we don't have enough, money's hard to come by, it doesn't grow on trees. It, all that stuff gets imprinted. So now we grow up and we have our own relationship with money and now these things are imprinted. The solution to, sh to shifting all of this is energy. Because if you think about it, those things are imprinted. They're stuck in the body. If you allow yourself to release them, and there's, I mean, this is like a whole process that I do with clients of healing imprints and things like that. But when you are shifting those decisions, like if a child can go, their, their thinking is so concrete right? With Alex, it was like, he doesn't love me. It, that's, it's a concrete. He loves, you yeah, love me, he doesn't. Absolute. Yeah, it's absolute. There's, it's up, it's down, it's left, it's right. It's, you know, yes or no, it's concrete. There's no shades of gray. And when you can take a, take a, an adult back to that place in time, because all time is simultaneous, that little boy or that little girl still exists inside of us, just like our future selves exist right now. All time is simultaneous. If you have that child, that adolescent, that adult, whatever point in time, shift that decision, the energy shifts because it was 
nobody imposed that decision on us. We made the decision that I'm not loved. I'm not supported. I don't have what it takes. I can't make money. No matter what I do, I can't seem to. We're the one that decided that. And so if we choose to decide something different, to focus on a different reality and bring in the energy of being loved, being supported, being healthy, whatever it is, our realities change. Yeah, I, 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 I see that and um, I understand it. I think that one thing that I thought as you were describing that is that it's for a lot of people it's it's inevitable that a lot of this is going to happen like the we can't have like a perfect solution there's going to be people in low-income housing that are going to have arguments about food and that's going to go on to the kids and there are going to be kids that grow up without dads and it's almost like relatively this is coming from a white guy in, that lives in London. It's a relatively privileged position for us to even be discussing these kind of things. You think that these, like nowadays, because we've got the internet, that people have connection to a lot more information and that um, perhaps there is more middle-class wealth around the world, that that's why these topics are being discussed more than they were before when it was very much like, the poor and the rich now we've got this middle class coming through that actually these more privileged topics can be discussed and can be shared absolutely for sure things are shifting especially now more than ever yeah yeah i'd say there's there's more and more people that are life coaches or they have experience in this or they're talking about spirituality or they're talking about um effective communication like as a guy growing up um effective communication wasn't a thing that i, I ever <laughs> i ever heard about <laughs> and, so I, <laughs> and i had this idea of what masculinity was and that like massively affected relationships and it wasn't until like probably like four or five years ago that i even started to talk about these things with my family and my friends and um it's I think it is tricky because with with a lot of these things, it takes so much effort, mental effort to to uncover them. Like working on yourself is hard, isn't it? Like it takes. Well, it can it energy. can be it it can be it gets easier though. In the beginning, when you're yeah. starting to when you have absolutely no self awareness, and then you go to like, oh my god, I've got to pay attention to my thoughts, and I got to pay attention to words that I speak, and I've got to pay attention to my emotions. That could be a full-time job, right? It's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, there's I have to now be self-aware. And that can feel overwhelming at first if you don't have the proper tools and you don't have the proper support. Yes, doing it on your own, doing it alone could be like really overwhelming. But when you have the proper coaches or support or healers or you know mentors that can help you do that and learn proper techniques and tools, then it's really easy to do. I mean, you know, I've been doing this work for 25 years, right? And I've certified over 3,000 life coaches with my coaching academy. And yesterday, I mean, contrast happens all the time. And it's really our reaction and our response to the contrast, the things that we don't want that happen. I had something yesterday happen where 
I had a, another, not my business of coaching everything, but another business opportunity that the rug literally got pulled out from under me. And I had, it was like, I got sideswiped. I had no idea this was happening. And I was angry. I was frustrated. I felt sad. I was disappointed. And I literally just, it was like that, um, in the United States, we had a saying when there was fire, you know, like if you're on fire, it's stop, drop and roll. Right. So it's like this feeling of like, just stop. And I just would let myself feel my emotions and let myself feel the energy of the emotions. And I let it myself pulsate with it and be one with it. And I was able to just release it, pull back all my creative energy that I had in this you know, business venture, pull all of my energy back. And within minutes, I felt fine. I was happy again. I felt good. Most people don't have those type of tools and don't know how to work with energy in that way. But when you learn how to do it, Things in life can happen and you move through it so quickly so that you're able to get back into that natural way of joy. And when you notice that there's limitations that come up, you're able to recognize it and ask yourself, all right, what am I believing in order to create that? And then choose to believe something else, choose to shift your perspective on it. And then things open up because as long as your thoughts and your emotions and your perspective, the words that you say and the actions that you're taking are in alignment with who you really are, well-being, joy, abundance, success, love, then all things flow. So for people that maybe haven't done any work on this at all, that are listening to this and they're like, you know what, It's that sounds awesome. That sounds so good. I would love to be in a position where I get some real bad news that completely takes me from the side and pulls the rug from underneath me and I get really angry and really frustrated. I would love to be able to control that. What's the first thing if, if, if people want to get started that they should do? Like, where would you start? What What's the first thing? Well, here's what I recommend to everybody. And I get asked this question all the time. And because I get asked that question all the time, I have a incredible tool that's going to help everybody. I created a 30 day video program yeah. for free and it's called Watch Your Words. You go to watchyourwords.com. And what it is, is every day you receive a video from me, two minutes, three minutes long, that tell you the words that most people are saying that's pulling down their energy, that's keeping them stuck in lack and what they don't want, why they want to shift it, and what to shift it to instead. Because the first thing that we have to do to become more self-aware is watch what we say, not only to ourselves, but out loud. So I gave one example of, oh, I miss this. I miss this. I miss that. If you keep saying I miss something, you're going to feel bad. But if you're saying, you know, I really appreciate going out to dinner. I really appreciate going to sporting events. I'm so looking forward to doing that again. The energy is shifted. It's very, very different. And there's so many other things that people say, like should and ought to and have to and can't afford and you know all these different sayings that people just say. They're in our vernacular, they're in our society. We never question them. But words, it, it says in the Bible, and I'm not, I'm not a religious bi- biblical person, but it says in the Bible, in the beginning there was the word. Words start the entire creation process. So if you can shift your words and shift them to one that feels better and that's more in alignment with pure potential and possibilities, you're going to feel better. And all those slight little changes that you do make a huge difference in how you feel and therefore then what you attract. 
So the first place to start is you have to watch your words. What would you say to people that, you know, you hear positivity and you hear people saying that you can positive affirmations and basically you can will yourself to be happy. Is like how is willing yourself to be happy different to what you just described? Well, it's a part of it. It's a decision, right? We have our own free will. So we have free will in where we choose to focus. We could focus on what's wrong and bad or, you know, why others have what we don't and what we're missing. Or we can focus on what's good and right in our lives, what we appreciate, what are the good things happening. And that focus, that that free will is willing yourself into alignment of how you do want to feel. So it is part of it. But this whole thing of just think positive and just be positive, right? A lot of times mm. people misunderstand that. Of course, a positive thought, having positive thoughts are better than having negative ones, for sure. If you're thinking something negative and you can find a better feeling thought and think more positive about the situation, or if you are saying the same words over and over that don't feel good and you change your words, you know that's one thing because then you're going to feel better. But if you're feeling resentful, um, hurt, angry, any of these feelings, and you're ignoring them, you're suppressing them, that is still a vibration. That's vibrations that are going out into the universe that are going to give you more of the same. And if you're still thinking positive, I'm so positive, this is so going to work out the way I want it to, and yet you're terrified, you're in fear, you're not really being real and honest with yourself. So this whole like, oh, positive vibes only... Yeah, it's great in theory, <laughs> right? But if you're angry and you're seething yeah. and you're hurt, the positive vibes only doesn't do anything. You have to be real and honest with your whole state of being. And because everything is energy, it goes back to that whole conversation, being an energy master. And when you're an energy master of yourself, you understand what thoughts you're thinking, what words, and not all the time. And we're sick. I think it's like 64,000 thoughts a day. And most of them are negative that most people, you know, hear, but your emotions, if you could check in with your emotions, am I feeling good right now? Or am I feeling bad? I'm feeling good. Okay. Keep doing what you're doing. If you're going through your day and all of a sudden you're feeling tired, exhausted, fearful, anxious, whatever you're feeling, then check in with what are you saying? What are you thinking? Because your emotions are tied to what your thoughts and what your words are. Yeah. And so with that, do you think that they're like, what are your kind of first more, let's say practical tools that people can use to, to start moving towards that? Like, a, like an actual, let's say exercise that someone can do to yeah. start changing their perspective? Well, first of all, like I said, it, it's really important to watch your words. That is number one. But there's a three-step process that I share with people all the time. And the first one is when you're focused on what you don't want, you're going to feel bad. So when you notice you're focused on what you don't want, ask yourself, what do I want? When you're like, oh, I don't want to go through another breakup. Oh, I don't want to go through a divorce. Oh, I don't want to lose my keys. Oh, I don't want to gain weight. I don't want to get stuck in traffic. I don't want to keep being in lockdown with the pandemic. I don't want this. I don't want that. Well, okay, great. But what do you want? Because when you start to focus on what you do want, then you actually are shifting your focus on feeling better and moving in the direction of what you do want. Your energy shifts. 
When you focus on what you do want, you actually feel good. When you focus on what you don't want, you feel bad. So what do you want? The second question to ask yourself after you've focused on what do you want is why do you want it? When you think of all the reasons why you want something, I want to have freedom, I want to see my friends, I want to this and that, you know, then your energy really starts to open up and then the law of attraction starts kicking in and bringing you more of what you want because you're vibrationally now opening up and, and sending out a signal to what you do want. And then the third question, so what do you want is number one. Why do you want it is number two. The third question is how do I want to feel? We think that anything we want, whether it's a job promotion, more money, our own business, getting out of lockdown, you know, having toilet paper, having the love of our lives, you know, any of these different things, we think that if I have this thing, then I'm going to feel. And if we're coming from a place of, I don't feel that way, but I'm assigning if I make more money, then I'm going to feel secure, we must first feel secure in order to attract the money. Because a lot of times people go get the money and they're like, well, that didn't work. Maybe it's a different amount of money. Maybe I need to make even more money. So they work harder. They, you know, stress their health. They, they ruin the relationships because all they're doing is work, work, work because they want to make more money because they think that the money is finally going to be the thing that makes them happy. And they get there and then they feel empty. So it's, what do you, what do you want? Why do you want it? How do you want to feel and feel that feeling now focus on what joy feels like? What was the last time you felt joy? How does it feel in your body? When was the last time you felt free? What does freedom feel like? If you were absolutely free, what thoughts would you think? How would you feel? What would you say? What would you do? Get into that state of feeling free or joy or whatever it is that you ultimately want to feel. So that's a practical thing that people can do all day, every day. I've been doing that process for 20 years now, and I still do it every day. What do you want? Why do you want it? How do you want to feel? And then get into the energetic state of how you want to feel. So you're coming from a place of satisfaction and fulfillment, not from lack. The, I think that most people probably just do the first part of that three part and they just focus on what they want. If they are not focusing on what they don't want, they focus just on what they do want and they don't actually then go, well, why do I want it? And if they're lucky enough to do that bit, it's so unlikely that the next step ever happens. So it's great that you're highlighting this and talking to people about it because um, I think there's just a lot of people going through life that are, you know, as you're raised, as you're brought up, you're surrounded by people that are putting an impression onto you of what your life should be or who you should be. And you just kind of go through the motions of going, you know, let's say you're 15 and you're at school and you're thinking, oh, what do I want to be when I grow up? And there's somebody that you know that is a lawyer, for example, and they put an impression on you that a lawyer is a great job to have and that's what you're going to do. And you go, okay, cool. Well, I want to be a lawyer. And so they spend like years and years of school studying and and getting qualified to become a lawyer and then they get there and then they don't like being a lawyer yes (laughs) because the next steps had never been thought about the why do I want to be a lawyer in the first place and if the answer to that is just simply 
well, it looks like a cool job because Thingy does it, then that's a complete disconnect between what they want to do and why they want to do it. And, and the happiness is just never going to be there because actually in the long term, that feeling is just never going to be enough. So do you think that it's because of this, because we're not doing the focus on what you do, then ask why you want it and then how you're going to feel when you get it. Because we're not doing that generally as a society, that there's so many people that are getting to a point in life where they've made money, they're relatively comfortable, and then they're like, fuck, I really don't like what I'm doing. I want to change my life quite dramatically. Yeah, I'm dissatisfied. I don't like this. The why isn't there for me. There is no energetic connection to who I really am. I'm just doing it. I'm just going through the motion. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of people that will go, well, I want to do this, but then they say, I can't do it. Right. I I know what I want. (laughs) Right. I I really want to do this, but there's no way for me to do it. I don't have enough money. Nobody in my, my family went to college. I don't have the ability to do that. I can't leave home. I can't do this. My mom is sick. You know, whatever the, the things are that they tell themselves, they know exactly what they want. And there's this longing to have it, but they tell themselves every reason and excuse of why they can't. So there's those people too that never go for their dreams because they talk themselves out of it. And then there's those that do go for their dreams or what they think they want, but they're so disconnected because it was a should. Well, you should do this. Yeah. Interesting you've brought that up, actually, the should, because it's something that I have been talking to my sister about a lot recently. Um, we we live together, right? And so, you know, she runs a business from home and I run my business from home. And so we talk a lot about stuff just by being here. And the should is something that we're both really aware that we have been doing as a default in lockdown because we're in uh, a place where we can't socialize as much, where we can't do all the fun activities that you might want to do, you know, the default settings, well, we should be working. And there's a lot less, let's say, like childish fun and like meaningless stuff that just makes you feel good happening as a result of this should mentality. And um, we caught ourselves probably not too long ago, maybe only a couple of weeks because like it was just this, habit that we sunk into um but it's that you know we've been raised by hard-working parents and so you should just work if you can work you should work mm-hmm. and it's actually been quite freeing thinking well like we should work to a certain degree but it's not the default setting that should be going throughout like you know 7 a.m to 8 30 p.m like <laughs> we right. shouldn't necessarily be working for 13 and a half 14 hours a day but it's something that we've been brought up on. So for us, it was a case of catching ourselves and talking, but it's only because we are both um, open-minded and listening to these conversations and um, you know, reading personal development books that these conversations are happening with us because we are becoming more self-aware. And the thing I find the most is that really this all comes, it all starts with, self-awareness it does Um, emotional intelligence starts with self-aware everything does starts with self-awareness you have to be aware and the thing you know what you're saying about shoulding or should that's one of the words when we find ourselves saying oh i should do this 
we need to stop and say, okay, what do I feel like doing? What do I want to do? What do I prefer to do? That's one of those words in the watchyourwords.com because we should on ourselves all the time. It comes from, and I explained it in this video, but it comes from rules and rules. So like you said, you and your sister were programmed and raised. This is what it looks like. And you should be working this amount of time. And so now you're put in a box. You don't get to be David. You don't get to be your sister, you know, what your sister's name is. Christy. Oh, that's my name. Um, <laughs> you don't get to be David and Christy, right? You have to be who you were programmed to be. And when we are coming from a place of what our programming is, we're not in connection with our divine self. We're not in our creative mode. We're definitely not in inspired mode. We're not tapping into quantum success. We're, we're playing with the rules and the rules. We're coming from a very limited part of who we are. What do you define as quantum success for, the, for, for people that might, you know, it, it, enlighten me? What do you mean by that? Well, when you think about success, most people have their own definition of what success means. Some people might think it's money. Other might people think it had, you know, a lot of accomplishments, a lot of degrees. They live in a comfortable house that, you know, there's all these different definitions of what success is. And from just a human perspective, it's a, I did this and then got this. So it's very much a linear step-by-step process towards success. And quantum success is really understanding energy and that if you are really feeling successful, if you're feeling freedom, if you're connecting with the energy of pure potentiality, when you're feeling successful, when you're already coming from that place of fulfillment, now the success that you experience leapfrogs the step-by-step approach. It's exponential. Things that out of the blue, you think of someone, they call you, you're given a book, you're, you know, things just fall into your lap instead of that having to work hard, push, strive. Do you still have to take action? Of course, we're all physical beings, but it's kind of like, you know, success is if you get in a car and you turn the ignition on, you put your foot on the gas, you're going to go, Right. Quantum success is putting like NAS in your car and having like a turbo <laughs> booster where you click that switch if you're a fast and furious kind of, you know, <laughs> fan like I am, right? You yeah. click, you flip the switch and it's, you go faster. You, you go quicker it, and it's, it's more seamless. It's more elegant. It's, it's you're in conjunction, the flow of energy. Wow. That's cool. That sounds amazing. That sounds like what most people would be wanting um that and level we, of success and and we all can have that because that's what's breathing us or what when you think about it what's beating our heart and pulsating our blood through our bodies and giving oxygen in our lungs keeping us alive it's not the physicality of us it's we don't even have to do it it's happening that's our life our life is our partner our life is energy and when we are done with these physical bodies, we go back into non-physical and our bodies are lifeless, right? We, they just kind of like an old shoe that doesn't, it has no not life in it, right? <laughs> like an old shoe. <laughs> like an old shoe, right? Toss yeah. it out. But when you, when you are connected to the life force that breathes you and you understand that that is energy and that is your source, 
it's your provider. It's your protector. It's always there for you. You don't have to go out and buy anything. It's there with you anywhere you go. And that is the source of all of our success, all of our well-being, all of our abundance, all of our love and support. So now that you are, you know, you've done so much, been working in this space for, you know, almost like three decades, almost, you said 25 years, it's a long time, a lot of experience, talked to a lot of people, changed a lot of lives. What is it that you want to do moving forward? Where do you see your life going and how are you going to be helping other people as you do that? Well, I've been moving into in the last couple of years, I have been always channeling in some form, like all of my books have been automatic writing. The information just comes through me independent of my own hand. And lately I've been full on channeling the council. So my consciousness goes out, their consciousness comes in and they're really here to teach people how to become an energy master. They're ascended ascended beings like angels, if you want to think of them that way. And they teach people how to live from a practicality of how to shift their energy, how to heal the pain body, how to move more into the light, the love body, how to be in alignment. And um, everything I'm doing from healing sessions with people to um, programs where we work on and release imprints, everything is just moving in that direction. And even the books now that are, are downloading through me are all from the council. So everything's moving in that direction. And I've been preparing for this for, you know, 20 years since I, when I became an author and, uh, and I've been coaching for 20 years. I always say that I've been coaching long before coaching was cool because it was very woo woo. And, uh, and, <laughs> and here I am now <laughs> channeling when that's pretty <laughs> woo woo. So yeah, you're going to need to explain to me a little more about what you mean by the council and is this a physical group of people or is this a spiritual group of people? It's non-physical. So it's a group of non-physical beings that are kind of like angels, guides, ascended masters. And it is a high frequency energy that I go out. Like I said, Christy, as you know, her kind of hurt. I go out and they come in and my mannerisms are different. The information that they say is different. Um, I even have an accent. I sound a little, some people have said um, African, other people say British, other people say Australian. It's kind of a mix between all that, all of that, which is interesting. Um, So it is them literally speaking through me. So I am a channel. I am literally, I'm like an open vessel for them to speak through. And it's all very beautiful energy and they it, it's actually pretty amazing when when they can speak to someone and they're doing a healing session with someone they can see a block in someone and say this happened when you were three and a half and the person is like oh my gosh that's when my parents got a divorce when they had no other prior conversation with this person or um, this happened when you were six years old and the, the person's like that's when I was sexually abused right so they they can see all these energetic because we're all a holograph of energy we're all energy and so when something is blocked when there's a stuckness of energy when the energy isn't flowing they're they're able to see it from a much higher level and help people release it so there there's that flow of energy and now you're back into you know, being in the flow instead of being blocked. So it's, it's pretty remarkable. That does sound very remarkable. And I'd be really intrigued to see it happen. Um, so when I think of, when I think as you're describing that 
you know, if I if I pictured you as a physical being and you're you've got within you this spirituality and what you just described is effectively that spiritual energy yours personal one is kind of vacating your body for a moment and then these other spirits are kind of coming in and they're able to then help people through you effectively is that exactly that's exactly okay how do you how do you get how do you kind of know the right spirits to 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 get help through like how do you how do you know it's I think of this like it's like a job application right like this is what I'm (laughs) I'm I'm kind of making it really simplified for myself and for other people but like say you're an employee an employer you're looking for someone to come in and do a job you get a bunch of resumes and then you pick the right one how do you pick or how did how what's the application process like how does this come about they they picked me. So it's interesting because all along I've just been saying yes. So for example, when I get the download of the books, I I do everything I need to do to publish the books. And then several years ago, I just started seeing images and I could see things in people. And I, my my coaching went to a whole different level with healing and energy healing. And I could hear um, words or phrases or things that they were telling me and I would tell the person and that would be spot on for them. Or um, another time my hands just automatically and independently went up and I couldn't put my hands down and it went around a woman's neck and she's like, hey, did your hands just go, because it's all, you know, we were on the phone. Did your hands just go around my neck? And I could feel the heat and I said, yes, and I can't put my hands down. So all along while this is happening through the years, I've just said, yes, I've leaned into it. And then I got an assignment to create on a Zoom call, all these you know different people that sign up, come to a session and um, get their energy blocks released. And in this one particular day, uh, the last woman that was going, instead of hearing them super clear and getting that guidance, all of a sudden it was like nine different people were talking to me. And I felt like I went over the chair, but my physical body didn't, but my consciousness did. And they came in and they were speaking to everybody. And it was, it was really amazing. So you can go on YouTube, you can on my channel on YouTube and you can go on my website and I have different um, videos of me channeling and, and you can see how I have an accent and what they say and the energy is very different. Um, so it's something to uh, really it's something to see. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And do you remember the? Do you remember what's happened once you kind of feel like you're back in in yourself? It's it, the best way I could describe it is like I'm taking a nap. So like when that first happened, I was there listening to the whole thing, and I knew what was happening. And then they left. I came back in. I was like, oh, my God, that's never happened before. That was incredible. It was amazing, right? And and then as I started to open up more and more, it felt more like I went to sleep and then I woke up. And so it, it tripped me out a lot because I would be on a Zoom call and I'd have many people on a Zoom call. And then I would go get them. And when I was coming out of it, I felt like, where where am I? I'm, I'm waking up from a dream or I'm waking up from you know sleeping. And there's all these people looking at me. Right. So it was, it was very bizarre. Now I'm totally used to it. We do meditations together, like daily meditations with a group of people. It's, everything's Christy in the council now. 
and, um, you know, different quantum energy mastery courses and, you know, different things like this. So it's, I'm used to it now, but my consciousness, I don't remember anything that happens. That's why celebrities love it because I don't, I'm not involved in the process. Oh yeah. You're almost, um, there's like a definitive, um, Oh, you can't tell anyone anything because you don't remember it yourself. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Anything that they say, you know, confidentiality. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would be, it will yeah. be any, you know, when I was coaching celebrities, it would be anyways, but it's like they like it even more because it's like this, just there's su- such anonymity about it. You know, there's confidentiality mm. because I don't remember what's happening. So, yeah, <laughs> you're just operating on a, on a completely different level now. And that's, I think as long as that can be brought to to people and people can understand it, that's going to be like, it's just so powerful. The thing that I think as a bloke, as a male, that I have sometimes struggled with with regards to life coaching or spirituality is the inaccessibility of it due to terminology that I don't understand. So like that's the thing that I've always tried to, when I've talked about my own spirituality or whenever I talked about like life and things like that, I'm very much trying to bring it down to like a very real, like neutral terminology so that even people like me can understand it, you know, That's yeah, what I, always, I, get it. I always personally have struggled with. Um, wow. You just really blow my mind with what we've talked about. To be honest. Um, <laughs> It's Thank been you, a pretty David. cool conversation. I'll be honest, it's it's um yeah, it's a really, really insightful, different conversation, not one that I would normally have. Um I think we're gonna end the podcast there, but if there's anything else that you wanna say to the people while you have them, um now's a great time. Yeah, just you know, the the biggest thing is is that you all have to start somewhere. And, you know, I talk about pretty deep stuff and universal laws and energy and all these things and you know, 25 years ago, if I would have heard someone having this conversation, I'd be like, what, where do you even go with that? Where do you start? So if you're new to this and new to self, you know, development, it is really about self-awareness and what you say is the first place to start. Watchyourwords.com is like the perfect place to start. It's a great program. It's free. And, you know, it really introduces you to, um, deeper principles and why to shift them. Because if I can do it, and I was mired in lack, never enough, never happy, super judgmental. If I can do it and thousands of my clients can do it, you certainly can too. We're all made up the same stuff. And if you have the willingness to do it, um, you absolutely can change your life. And I, that's just a universal principle. It's not something just Christy Whitman saying. It's a universal principle. Amazing. Well, you guys heard it here watchyourwords.com go check it out 30 days of free content where you can start your journey on self development and discovery and awareness and i really hope that you guys do that because this is a really powerful thing you know looking at yourself as a human being and challenging yourself to be better it is really really powerful so christy thank you so much for coming on the podcast this has been wonderful and um, i hope that we can catch up again soon It'd be awesome. Thank you so much, David. And thank you for what you're doing out in the world. You're welcome, my darling. Bye.